Want to play detective? Here's the scenario. A woman is found dead in her Canton home. She's been stabbed three times in the chest. The knife has a towel around it. Another towel is in her mouth. The woman has connections to organized crime and runs a brothel. She is under indictment by two federal grand juries. Sound like a murder to you? It was, but not in Canton, Ohio in 1974. Welcome to Tales from the Rep Morgue, the podcast that explores the archive of the Canton Repository. I'm your host, Shane Hoover. 29 years ago, Stark County authorities quietly opened the grave in Perry Township's Calvary Cemetery and dug up the body of Carla DeLerba. Their task? To find out if she really had killed herself in 1974, or if she had been murdered. The former Stark County coroner had ruled DeLerba's death a suicide, but in 1990 a mob hitman had confessed to killing her. Delerba's death is the subject of the Sunday repository serial, The Madam Must Die. On this episode of Tales from the Rep Morgue, we're going to talk about the story, as well as the questions it raises about death investigations during the term of Stark County Coroner Gus Shaheen. To help me do this, I'm joined by Canton Repository reporter Tim Botis. Tim and I worked on the project together. Part 1 a Shaheen special. Delerba's story has been kicking around in Tim's brain for years in one form or another. My name is Tim Botus. I have been at the repository for about 21 years. It's a story that started with a conversation he had with a local detective. Way back, uh, probably about uh, 15 years ago, um, I was in a uh, over at the Massillon Police Department talking to one of the detectives over there for another story, um, Jim Mazaris, I think, who's long since retired. And he had um, was sitting in his office, and he opened up a letter and was reading a little bit of it and kind of threw it over in a stack, and he said, well, that's a Shaheen special. And so I asked him, what's a... Uh, Shaheen special what does that mean and he said well that's a case that um, some woman uh, had written him a letter wanting him to look into some death of a family member uh, from decades before probably in the 60s or 70s where they felt that the former Stark County coroner Gus Shaheen had made a uh, faulty ruling in the case and this woman believed that it was a, a homicide of some sort and he had ruled it something else. Gus Shaheen was the county coroner from his appointment in 1962 until he was voted out of office in 1980. According to the detective, Shaheen had a reputation for making rulings that didn't make sense. He had talked a little bit about Gus Shaheen's background and just things that he had heard from police officers from a generation before uh, about uh, some of the things that Shaheen did that made uh, police officers scratch their heads lots of times when they were investigating cases. Shaheen handled thousands of cases during his time in office. You can find most of them on FamilySearch.org, a genealogy website. One of them was the death of Carla DeLerba. As we were gathering information and, and investigating these cases and, and researching them and going through them, 
the Carlo de Lerba one really um, stood out um, because of the uh, facts, the circumstances, the characters involved, the um, uh, Carla herself, um, uh, the the uh, location of where it happened, and and people who were involved in her death. Um, it just uh, really stood out as a uh, standalone story um, that that needed to be told. Part two, when we come back. Part two, meet the madam. Carla DeLerba lived in Canton, but she spent most of her time in Wheeling, West Virginia, running a brothel. And it was uh, her connection to that brothel that ultimately um, got her uh, killed here in Canton. DeLerba's rap sheet for prostitution stretched all the way back to the 1940s, when she was briefly a Pittsburgh gangster's girlfriend. She had half a dozen aliases. Most people knew her as Bobby. After numerous small scrapes with the law, DeLerba found herself under indictment by two federal grand juries in 1974. She was accused of bringing women across state lines to work at her brothel. Underworld figures in Wheeling were worried DeLerba would cooperate with federal prosecutors. In May 1974, two men traveled to Canton on a mission to kill Carla. It seemed they had gotten away with murder when the coroner ruled the case a suicide without doing an autopsy. There were definitely questions about why it was ruled a suicide because, um, again, she had been stabbed three times. Uh, According to some crime scene photos we looked at, um, the knife, there was a rag uh, or a towel underneath the knife that was still in her chest uh, when the police got there that morning. And there was also a rag that had been stuffed inside of her mouth. Um, the uh, coroner at the time and, and uh, Gus Shaheen and some of the police officers um, kind of theorized almost from the beginning that it, that it was a suicide, um, kind of um, writing down their opinion that perhaps uh, she had stuffed the rag in her mouth so she wouldn't um, bother anyone with her screams when she stabbed herself. But 16 years after the murder, one of the hitmen confessed. Ronald Asher testified in the racketeering trial of a wheeling mob boss that he and an associate had killed a woman in Canton in 1974. He didn't reveal her name. I'm not sure that he didn't really know her name or remember her name, but he did remember that that him and an associate had come here to Canton. Um, Asher said that he broke the woman's neck, um, and then either him or his associate stabbed her three times or maybe they both stabbed her he couldn't remember all the details exactly but knew that he had broke her neck and that she was stabbed three times and uh he he did know that the the death had been ruled a suicide which uh, apparently they were pretty happy about to verify asher's testimony then stark county prosecutor robert horowitz ordered the exhumation of delerba's body the hitman's story checked out. The the autopsy that was eventually performed in 1990 when they exhumed her 
confirmed that you know she had a, a serious neck injury, which is something that the coroner uh, Shaheen in '74 never even uh, either didn't notice it or didn't uh, didn't note it in in his report as as having anything to do with her death. And that raises a question: Why didn't the coroner rule Delerba's death a homicide? Part three when we come back. Part 3. Who else got away with murder? Although Asher's confession solved Delerba's death, his deal with federal prosecutors shielded him from being charged. But the fact that her case was handled so badly raises questions about the thoroughness of death investigations in Stark County during Shaheen's two decades in office. Um, here's a woman um, whose uh, clear homicide death was, was ruled a suicide um, for, for some reason that um, we were trying to, to find out why he would have ruled it this way, um, which led us obviously to um, look a lot closer at all his other thousands of cases he did in Stark County because the coroner is kind of the last word on, um, on deaths in, in the county. And if he says that uh, you died of suicide, that's what goes on your death certificate, and that's how forever uh, your cause of death will be known, suicide um, or homicide or accident or heart attack. Um, however the, the coroner feels you died and what he puts on your death certificate is the uh, official word. So uh, we, we thought that um, if Carla DeLurba's case was handled or botched so 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 badly that um, perhaps there were others. Tim and I have spent months digging through more than 14,000 pages from Shaheen's coroner files. There were other cases that were botched, and DeLurba's death wasn't the only time someone got away with murder. But those stories are for another time. Thanks for listening to the Rep Morgue Podcast, and be sure to read The Madam Must Die, appearing Sunday in the Canton Repository and online at cantonrep.com. Our theme music is Blind by Midon. Other songs heard in this episode were Victoria's Son and Last Gasp by Apache Tomcat and Ending Number One by Bone Placer. You can find other episodes of Tales from the Rep Morgue at cantonrep.com. Also follow us on Twitter and Instagram 